Welcome once again, individuals of Hashtag Nation, to another post game from your uh, the two most wanted, America's most wanted, coming in at Hashtag Sports here. Sorry if I'm speaking a little bit low, ladies and gentlemen. I have a lot of minions sleeping around me, so I got to try to keep it as low as possible, even though I want to scream through the roof at that 31 to 10 victory that the Buffalo Bills handed to the Los Angeles Rams. A uh, few particulars we want to get out of the way first. In the description of this video, you will see our Patreon as well as links to our iTunes and Spotify. We are on all social media networks, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all that good stuff. And we'd like to throw a shout out, number one, to our sponsor, Mr. Rogers Holmes, um, for sponsoring Hashtag Sports. Be sure to check him out in the description as well. And our New charity that we're uh, we have for this year is a Williams Syndrome uh, or Williams organization. So um, the hashtag golf tournament, which will take place the day before the home opener, September seventeenth. If you like uh, good times, talking about the Bills and uh, playing a scramble and donate to a great cause, please make sure that you come out and uh, check it out. It will be in our on our Facebook page. So uh, Paul. As we do, it's been a while since we did this. I mean, the last oh, yeah. one we did, last one we did was uh, the 13 second game. But uh, like I always do with these post games, what's your initial thoughts of the 31 to 10 victory for the Buffalo Bills? Uh, poor Matt Stafford probably felt like he was back in Detroit, huh? He got the absolute hell beaten out <laughs> back there. You know, it, it's funny, right? Because you look at when Buffalo added Von Miller and you know the drafting of Basham and Rousseau and. Uh, you know, you lose Jerry and you lose Mario Addison uh, just to, you know, father time. And, and uh, you know, they keep adding defensive tackle after defensive tackle after defensive tackle. And you say, you know what, the secondary is pretty banged up. And, you know, they go and draft, uh, go and draft Elam and find Bedford. And you just go, I, I don't know if it's going to be enough. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was That's interesting enough. to me. It was interesting to me as we started to go out through the game. And uh, thank you all of Hashtag Nation that are here. Make sure. Oh, and uh, just, to, just to let everyone know, the um, the Super Chats, all the Super Chats will be going toward the Williams uh, Foundation as well. So just a little reminder if you guys have uh, any of those Super Chats. Uh, it took Collinsworth until the fourth quarter to realize. I mean, he mentioned it a little bit earlier in the game with the rotation. But he said near the end of the game, he's like, you oh, know, this – this really uh, benefits the Buffalo Bills. They get to, you know, run a four-man front and play that shell with seven guys. It's, Paul, yeah, it's, the Bills didn't get out of zone the whole game. <laughs> no, they, they didn't. didn't get out of zone the whole game because they didn't have to. And that was one of the things that was the earmarks of this team. We're like, listen, right. they're loading up. They got Settle, Jones. Um, you go and get uh, Von Miller. I mean, all these guys, you bring back Phillips. The key was, and, and he, he even said, they even said the stat in there. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Paul is wearing a Las Vegas oh, Outlaws oh, jersey, hey, number on, 30. On, Let's see this. Hey, <laughs> there it is. Everyone hates Buffalo at this point. I'm just That's it. Hey, he hate me. He hate me. <laughs> he hate me. So, but, you know, again, th this is one of the jerseys, not, not this specific jersey, but this is one some of the things that you uh, could win at the Hashtag Sports Golf Tournament. So. Just want to point out jerseys are coming in. We always give away a ton of jerseys at that golf tournament. Come on in. We got some really cool ones this year. You mean um, I I have a chance to wear a or, or to win a Paul Warren jersey? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you have to rip this one off my cold dead body to get it from <laughs> me. Uh, 
but uh yeah 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 um but anyway, I mean, we're talking about the Buffalo Bills only had 42 sacks last season. They had seven against Stafford tonight. Right. Uh, just four to five. I mean, they didn't, I didn't see them blitz a lot, Paul. I mean, they would do that bluff blitz uh, through the middle with Edmonds and Milano, and then they both drop out. I saw Phillips drop into coverage a couple of times, which was hysterical to me when they hey. decided to blitz Milano and Edmonds. Uh, a masterful job by Leslie Frazier calling that defense once again. I mean, uh, the one thing that I, I will ever agree upon that Chris Collinsworth said tonight was, how is Leslie Frazier not a head coach somewhere? I mean, yep. we've been banging that drum for a couple of years. But Absolutely. as far as tonight, turning the ball over four times against the yeah. defending Super Bowl champions in yeah. their house, and they only get 10 points. How huge right. is that for the Buffalo? Right, Bulls? right. Yeah, and, you know, it's I, – I think – Mm, it was looking bad there for a little bit, right? <laughs> Cook dropped. Was that his first official NFL carry that hits the turf, right? That's oh, not yeah. looking good. Um, no. McKenzie had one backboard off his chest. Uh, that wasn't looking good. He made up for it later with that with that touchdown reception. We'll we'll talk about in a minute. There was he something did. there was something funny about that that I want to bring up. Well, you kind of um, had to do that with him. Yeah, you had to but, go back to know, him. Allen is uh, Allen coming into into tonight was uh 20 and 17 in games where he had more than one turnover isn't that an interesting stat wow 20 17 in games where he had more than one turnover and he got that early turnover right uh got another one had another one we had another one it just that Mm. first half just seemed like they were just never going to stop right and uh hey listen pressure from this defense man kept him in it yeah i give i give a lot of credit to the secondary that pressure doesn't work unless that secondary is working hard and That's kudos true. to bedford and elam for getting trial by fire with the super bowl mvp cooper cup they kept him in check as much as you can keep cooper cup in check didn't hear Allen robinson near at all tonight no. um and cam Akers absolutely ghost barely played uh daryl henderson very minimal impact on the game. Like I, all kudos goes to Buffalo, man. They they knew what they wanted to do and they executed. Yeah, I and mean, we just want to say, uh, hi, Marito. Uh, hopefully, I got that right. Thank you for the uh, two dollar super chat. Hey. Hashtag favorite Jackson with an That's early key play. Now, Paul, I we saw are that a family tweet, Mario. Play. I yes. saw that tweet you sent out for me. <laughs> we are a family show, but as everyone knows here in hashtag Nation, it is Dane mother truck and jackson that's you right guys, you guys got to know that um i did tweet that we get we get a little bit more freer on twitter with some of our tweets mm-hmm. so be sure to tread carefully in there but yeah paul just like you're saying the the buffalo bills defense has a tendency to make really good players look ordinary i mean mm-hmm. 13 cup 13 for a 128 and a touchdown that's probably the best you're going to do against a triple crown winner and how talented he is maybe not having OBJ across the field from him kind of hurt him a little bit. Yeah. Allen Robinson maybe not being the signing that they wanted. I think he'll he'll have a successful season. The Buffalo Bills defense does this to a lot of teams where they make good players look ordinary. And yeah. now you're talking about Christian Benford, who is a sixth-round pick, Dane Jackson, a seventh-round pick, and you got a rookie first-rounder in there. And everybody else, you know, we always talk about Hyde and Poyer, but all of that – does not happen unless you're able to generate a consistent pass rush with them four hogs up front constantly rotating in so they weren't tired i think this is the recipe for the buffalo bills for for the entire season that's what they're going to try to do keep everything in front of you don't let out of any big plays Mm -hmm. and 
make teams work for a score. You have right. to make, you can't give them free uh, turnovers, but we saw today is like an earmark of what you, what you talk about all the time, all the time, Paul, what you talk about all the time is that the Buffalo, uh, not just Buffalo bills, but defenses in general get off the blocks a little faster in the first four to five weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's what we saw tonight. We saw the yeah. Buffalo bills defense get off. I didn't see, I mean, is just for bills mafia is Jalen Ramsey really calling Josh Allen trash still? Oh man, Diggs, I'll tell you what, man. Diggs, Ramsey wasn't even off the turf yet when Diggs caught that touchdown, and he was already jawing him. I just, I am here for all of that. That was glorious. I'm yeah. here for all that. Speaking I of just, which, Mr. Diggs, thank you yes. so much. Davis, four for 88. Yeah, I, listen, Gabe Davis is going to benefit from uh, Jameson Crowder, who I love the addition of Jameson Crowder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's going to benefit from Diggs and Crowder because those are two savvy, savvy guys. Oh, uh, Davis is going to be a force all year. He's going to, he's going to put up almost a hundred yards a game. Like it's just, and he's going to do it on four or five receptions, you know, six, seven targets at max. Like Dawson Knox would be a, what one reception for five yards today. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dawson Knox was a non-factor. Um, didn't have to be right. Yeah, exactly. How deep is this team, though? I mean, we talked about it all offseason. I think one of the things that the Buffalo Bills wanted to do, and by the way, thank you, Mr. Diggs, for the donation. I think the, one of the things that the Buffalo Bills wanted to do is they didn't want to have a repeat of last season where they came into the season last year, I'm talking about. They came mm-hmm. into the season after going to the AFC Championship game. They had so much hype, so many people behind them, so many people starting to believe in the process that was going on at one Bills drive. And then they go and they drop a stinker to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the, in the right. beginning. I think they had something to prove. And mm-hmm. you know what? We can't be remiss and not mention that the fact that the Buffalo Bills left LA is, are, are going to leave LA tonight with a, with a win. The Rams are leaving with their Super Bowl rings. Let's not. Yeah. This is one game, guys. I mean, I, right. I'm not. I'm not raining. I'm not being a party pooper. I'm excited just as anybody else about this game. But what I'm trying to say is that. It's one win on the on the road against the Super Bowl defending champions. We could celebrate this win and the highlights that come with it, but as hashtag sports always does, we got to point out some things that maybe are a concern and maybe I personally number one off the bat, I would not give anybody else the ball except for Denver Singletary. He's you know the only what? guy I, I want to give the ball to. I totally disagree with you. Oh, I totally disagree with you. No. So Devin Singletary, we saw a lot of Zach Moss because on the Moss fumble, um, or on the it was on the Cook fumble, right? Uh, Singletary stuck his hand in there, kind of got rolled up on. So you saw a little bit of a little bit of Moss, uh, probably more than you normally would have. It looked like it kind of got rolled up a little bit in the scrum for the uh, in this in the scrum for the Cook fumble. Um, still, obviously, played a great game. Um, kept a couple drives alive for you, which is, you know, Hey, running back in a contract year, man, ride that horse, (laughs) ride that horse. Um, but I am uh, on the train of, there was one person out there, uh, one person involved in the game today who had been planning for this game for years. And it was Ken Dorsey. And I think you gave Ken Dorsey that game ball because, First Ooh. game as the Bills OC. If you're the New York Giants, aren't you looking at going, shit, that looked better than the guy we hired. <laughs> that the same team? They look the same. Why do From they look the, they look better? 
Um, oh, and to answer the question, uh, inactives for the game, I asked, as somebody had mentioned, uh, was Shakur even active? Uh, Shakir was inactive. Cam Lewis was inactive. Tommy yeah. Doyle, Quinn Morris, and Shaq Lawson all inactive. Just, yeah, those are, those just are all the inactives. We yep. don't know the extent currently of Oliver's injury, but hopefully yep. he's going to be okay. Roger Saffold, I guess he just got poked in the eye. Yeah. Came off. Somebody was, uh, I think somebody was tweeting about, well, would you expect Roger Saffold to get hurt? No, you know, this <laughs> offensive line. Paul, we had, we had doubts about this offensive line. Um, it was scary now, early, Mar. I got to be honest. When when they, well, when they had Donald on Bates singled up, they were a little nervous. A little nervous. I know. Here was my question, though, for you. Now, the Buffalo Bills obviously acknowledging Aaron Donald, who will probably go down as the great. He's just no mercy. Aaron Donald will probably go down as the greatest defensive tackle of all time. To me, I, I'll put him number two. I think I still think. Mean Joe Green's number one. But anyway, that's that's another discussion for another day. Do you think that for, for years you've been banging the table on, about this running game, trying to get a, a back fast enough to catch the edge? We saw a lot of pitch plays that i never seen or, or seen very, very rarely for the Buffalo Bills. Right. Was that a reason? Is that is that Dorsey just trying to get these guys to the edge faster? Or is that we want to avoid Aaron Donald at all costs? Or is it is it, is it both? Which, which do you think that is? Well, we see I mean, more of those, basically. Well, think about it, right? The, the same things that Buffalo does, the Rams try to do as well, right? Where yes. it's, you get there with four, right? So mm-hmm. in a pitch play, aren't you eliminating half the field? You are, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and odds are, if you can get there in four, your corners aren't pressing, right? So you got a little bit of space. You just got to clear Bobby Wagner, right? And Wagner's got not getting anywhere fast anytime soon, right? Yeah. So... I think you look at those outside linebackers, you just say, can we beat them with a pitch? And listen, it's a look that Buffalo didn't run very often. This is a fully incumbent team for the most part. And with those zone blocking schemes, you're kind of, that's the whole idea is to get to the corners, right? Yeah. So I, I love it early. There was a lot that I saw in that script really early that came up later in the game um, that I think is going to be a major factor for Buffalo as we roll through the weeks. And I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think the script for Buffalo was absolutely beautiful. What Dorsey decided to put together and his his consistency throughout, I, it just felt like the Buffalo Bills had a lot of rhythm. Now, mm-hmm. I'll give you another either or, and I'll I'll send this out to the nation as well. Is it Dorsey with the play calling, or is it just the the maturation of Josh Allen? Because it seems like you, I saw a bunch of tweets. Josh Allen is a cheat code. He really is out there. It's kind of scary. It's like it's like being an offensive coordinator at Alabama. Like you can call anything and stuff will work. Right. You know? So that being said, do you think it was Dorsey? This is something that he's been groomed for. He was a quarterback. He knows how the how a quarterback would see the field if he was down there. Or is this just another step of the Buffalo Bills actually getting Allen for a song with his contract? And this is the maturation and development of, of Josh Allen. Um I mean, I, it's, we got one game of Dorsey, right? Like, yeah, I know. It's hard game. to go in on it. <laughs> one game. Um, but we got to take in the opponent. It's not like they played the Jags. You know what I uh, mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, this is, uh, this schedule's murderer's row. I think you could see, I think you could the talk about thing. this in week six, right? Because okay. you just yeah. cleared the Rams. You got to go against the Titans on Monday night. You had the Dolphins, thank God. 
Uh, then after that's the Ravens. You get a little bit of a reprieve with the Steelers, but then it's the Chiefs and the Packers. You get a little bit of a break with the Jets. Then you got the Vikings. So like the, the first eight weeks are just nasty football. You know, six of those eight games are, I mean, it doesn't get much tougher, right? No, no, it doesn't. So, and I, we both had them losing the opener to the I did have them in our the prediction. Opener. Yeah, I, um, I did. I just, I did not. I, don't get me wrong, right? I know the Bills needed to address the pass rush, right? Mm-hmm. Like we knew that Von Miller played out of his mind tonight. I mean, that is, he was such an impact player for them tonight. Um, great to see, right? Because it kept, uh, like, I didn't hear Tremaine, I didn't hear Tremaine Edmonds' name near at all, right? Which is a good, I like that. That's a good game for me, right? When I know you're Tremaine Edmonds. Oh, yeah. Name. I like that. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, ah, uh, man, I just, I didn't see, I didn't see him squeaking it, right? I was like, man, you know, this Rams team, they're, they're, you know, Cam Akers is going to be really tough to handle out of the backfield. Obviously, he's not well. If he did, he only saw three carries today, you know. So obviously, there's some health issues there. Uh, that mm-hmm. offensive line just could not stop anything. Um, no. You know, they they were in worse shape than I anticipated. And minus Odell Beckham and Von Miller, guys that you paid a lot of money to to get there, um, they really missed him, man. Like, yeah. Really, and uh, Vega come in, Vita Vega come in and saying the Bills handed McVeigh his first ever opening day loss. Yeah, uh, coupled with that, I actually I did I, I talked to Omaha, you know, Omaha the stat monkey, everybody knows Omaha the stat monkey. He told me this is the lowest point total by a Rams team since week 10 last year against the San Francisco 49ers, where they also lost 31 to 10 on mm-hmm. November 15th. So, yep. um Nice little nugget of information for you. Sure. Hey, guys, we got 125 people watching. We have 40 likes. Make sure you smash that like button and hit that subscribe button so it tells all the Bills fans, uh, the Bills Mafia, and the Hashtag Nation around the world that this is a good thing. Um, hey, I see Rick here. Rick Rarick. Yeah, hey, love, look at that. Love, love me some Rick Rarick. Uh, Rick, uh, who was from Matthew 25 Farms, who was the sponsor, or we sponsored uh, last year for the Hashtag Golf Tournament happening September 18th yes. at Diamond Hawk Golf Course. Come join us. We have, it's a ridiculous tournament. It's a lot of fun. Um, so let, you can check out our Facebook page or Twitter and, and register for that. It's day before the home opener. Um, Rick says, did Ed Oliver return to the game? I saw him limp. I saw... I thought I saw him out there for one snap later and that was it. Right. Okay. If I'm, if, if maybe I'm mistaken, but uh, I saw him come off and then uh, I saw him come back out for one snap and then right back off the field again. Uh, I could be mistaken there, but I, yeah. I, I did think I saw him out there. Uh, there were, we won't know. Unfortunately, we won't know till, till tomorrow, you know, there were, or maybe later. There were two poignant moments of the game that I thought were very, very interesting. Number one, sure. um, the interception that Allen threw to—he uh, was going for Crowder. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if he just really didn't step into it that much or whatever. That was the only time tonight that I saw him force anything. Everything mm-hmm. was very relaxed. Very—he was very patient in the pocket. He was always looking downfield. A few times he looked to run, but it wasn't like Josh Allen from two years ago where he was—I'm going to say this—where he was the runner-up to MVP. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things. And and the long play to Gabe Davis. Guys, mm-hmm. the biggest takeaway from that play that you should guys should see was watch Devin Singletary. When you watch the highlights tomorrow, watch Devin Singletary in pass pro. 
-hmm. They were they had an overload blitz on the right hand side. Allen recognized that he knew he was going to have single coverage down the field. Singletary's on his left, guys. He comes over and takes the backer that that looped inside and just stuffed him in the hole just enough for Allen to get that ball off. Mm -hmm. That that to me is a three down back for you. A guy well, that can pick up blitzes like that is a guy that you keep on the field on third down. Again, a player in a contract year, man. You know, like, <laughs> and I'm just going to say it, Buffalo has a tendency that when they identify a player that they feel they need to keep long term, they get them out of that last year, their rookie deal, either during the season or before the season. Devin Singletary does not have a contract extension right now. So no. we'll just see what happens with that, right? Like, it's not yeah. like they're not throwing resources at the wall. James Cook played one snap tonight. You know, and yeah, and you you guys know the deal. This that, yeah, that's, that's a universal thing around the NFL. You, you fumble, you you're fumble. out. Yep. Yeah, you don't fumble. Um, um, yeah, you don't fumble. Um, and uh, okay, so there was something that I wanted to talk about, Mar. Okay. Early in this in the script, right in the first quarter, we saw something I thought was really cool, and it was saw digs in the slot a lot, right in the Ooh. script. So yes. why did you see Diggs in the slot? What do you think I, that was? I think they wanted to see – I really think that Dorsey and Opie from um, – <laughs> Opie? You, Ryan Wendell, you mean? <laughs> <They're> on, <laughs> Who sits next to Dorsey in the booth? It it's looks like Ryan Opie Wendell. From, yeah, it's Ryan, Ryan Wendell. Wendell. I'm just messing around. Sorry, Ryan, if you happen to be scrolling on YouTube at this moment. Anyway, um, I, think, I think he wanted to see how um, – Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator for the Rams, was going to play him. Was he going to have Ramsey follow Diggs? So I think, you know, a lot of times in that first quarter, what you saw was you saw Ramsey, he still stayed outside, and he was covering McKenzie or he was covering Davis or he was covering someone else, and right. that, which opened Diggs up uh, in the middle a few times where Allen ended up hitting him. So I thought yep. that, that was a great move to try to move Diggs around. I mean, I know I'm going to go back a few years. I know you hate when I do this, but, you know, near – you know, near the middle of his career, Rice was doing that because he was always primarily lined up on the outside, so he'd always have the number one corner. A lot of times, you know, he would move down into the slot, and they would change it up. So he'd say, "Okay, listen, now you got a safety on him." It's not. It, it didn't. It took like defenses a while to catch up to that. But mm -hmm. I really think he wanted to see if Ramsey was going to go with Diggs anywhere he went. Therefore, you would have seen more of Knox. You would have right. seen more of of um of Gabe Davis you would have seen more even than you did so far so I think that's what really opened it up and the Bills were able to adjust to that and then even when they came out in halftime and you started to see Ramsey come down in the slot every once in a while then he started to hit those outside throws and he started peppering it over to the backs I thought that was very smart and very very good the goal for the Buffalo Bills offense was to get the ball out quick yeah like don't let Aaron Donald be a factor in this game in yeah the exactly yeah. And and they 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 pulled it off masterfully by moving Diggs around. And I exactly. thought it was a great play by them. Yeah, I think early in the game you put Diggs in the slot in the script because you know it we gotta be one, two out, right? One, two mm -hmm. out, one, two out. You can't give that they can't give that Rams defensive line any chance to get going. Um and mm -hmm. by having Diggs there, that, that's Allen's best friend. You know, like they are they are locked together. The chemistry yeah. between them is outstanding so why not put him in the slot and just let him read with his eyes right exactly that's it may that that's just start moving the ball 
let's let's get them let's you know let's get things rolling let's get the wheels turning and let's see if we can frustrate this defense because that's something the bills didn't do last year was put digs in the slot right now it's on tape now it's on film now teams have to prepare for it and the mckenzie touchdown uh and the digs uh first reception right out of the slot they're the same play but different personnel which is what makes this team so different than last year is you have such a bevy of personnel at the wide receiver position. You now can run the same plays multiple times, but just with different players Mm. and it feels different, right? It's the same play, but McKenzie just stutter stepped into the exact same route that Diggs ran, right? He just waited for the corner to set outside. The safety didn't move down. So all McKenzie had to do was just shift inside. Like he's been in the NFL mm-hmm. long enough. You know that, right? Yeah. It was it was literally the exact same play as the Diggs first reception. And by just changing personnel, you completely change the complexion of what it looks like on the field initially. And you can run the same plays over and over and over again because these players, their skill sets, they're going to read these routes different. Absolutely. I think it was, it was, it was great to move on. It's, and it's, it's so interesting to see how an offensive minded uh, coach works in that fashion where, like you said, we didn't see digs a lot in the slot last year. We went wide because they had Beasley there and it was was primarily, and then teams started to catch up and Mm -hmm. what do you do when teams catch up? You got to switch things up. Um, Steve Hampton comes in with a question. He says, do you think the fast release was an Aaron Donald specific, or is it going to be a scheme all season? I think if you can do it, you do it. I think if you can get the ball out of Josh Allen's hands the fastest and he's processing as fast as he's doing like he did tonight, maybe that might be a theme that goes on. And then if teams are able to catch up to that, then Allen will. I mean, you're trying to give this line some time to gel and have some little sure. bit of chemistry with the communication yeah. that they have. Remember, that. I mean, with the exception of Saffold, this this offensive line pretty much was together a majority of last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. That all being said, I think that's something that they're going to try to do, and then teams are going to try to combat that by blitzing. Mm-hmm. Now, we've said this about quarterbacks in the past, and it's the first time I'm going to say it about Josh Allen. If you blitz him, you are giving him the answers to the test. Yeah. Because there are just too many weapons outside for Allen to go to. People say, well, where was Knox? Where was our $50 guy, $50 million guy? I mean, off, off the field things aside – you didn't really need Knox in this game to be successful. He was a guy that was just going to be a guy that was going to block for you and try to seal the edge a few times. Knox was such a impactful player last year that the Rams probably, you know, they probably planned for him mm-hmm. and he was probably used as a decoy much of this game, you right. know, so those underneath routes can go. He was running the seams. So you have him run the seams, you have a safety go with him. You're able to bring a wide receiver underneath or a back underneath. Mm-hmm. on some of them routes. So. Well, I mean, and Buffalo has had a tendency to uh, be, you know, attempt to run the ball. They they would forget to run the ball last year, right? But in total, <laughs> Buffalo ran the ball 25 times. Today. Mind you, 10 of them were Josh Allen, right? But yes. that's been a mix throughout his entire career. That's kind of what you come to expect. Uh, yeah. First off, thank you to Harvey Doolittle for becoming a member. Thank you so much. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the nation, my friend. Um, yes. But listen, we could sit here and, you know, uh, and say what we want all day. The Bills put up 31 points with under 300 yards passing and four turnovers. That's a scary offensive what? team. <laughs> what else could you do? Josh yeah. Allen had what, three? <laughs> and going into the fourth quarter, he had what, two incompletions? One of them was an interception and another one was a, you know, he was begging for a pass interference call on third down. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, like what? How can the, you stop that? 
right? Well, yeah, How like can I said, yeah, the continuity of this offense was remarkable coming out in week one. We usually wouldn't see this production out of this team until like week seven, week eight. Right. And you're starting to see it coming out of the blocks. I mean, even not playing together majority of the preseason. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, all right, real quick, because we're talking about it. Um, so did not like that Allen run late in the court. Davis, uh, Davis Bryant. Okay, Davis, here's where I, that's bringing me to my point. He rushed the ball 10 times today. Now, we all acknowledge that those weren't 10 called runs. A couple of those, he was trying to get out of trouble. The, the, you know, mm-hmm. the protection broke down and whatnot. I, I would like to say that, like, four of those were called runs conservatively. Yeah. I want to say, right. what's the number? And I, I want hashtag nation to answer this as well. What's the number you're comfortable with of called runs for Allen in a game? Well, I mean, I, I think, I, I think that comes with this. I think that comes with like an asterisk, right? Are oh, we, up, are we up three touchdowns at the time? Like then zero, <laughs> Zero is the well, that answer. happened. That happened tonight. Right. Well, you that's what I'm saying, right? You're up, you're up, you're up three score, you're up three touchdowns, and then you still see Allen on it. That was a it was, you know, it was clearly a design run. And you're like, what are you, what are you doing? Throw the ball away, like just throw it away. It's Garn. fine. It's fine. <laughs> Look at Garns, one less than the one that injures him. <laughs> <laughs> Up until then, I'm good. That's that's pretty good right there. Yeah, um, and unfortunately, you know, Moss uh, fumbles late. Right, Singletary looked pretty good. Uh, Cook mm-hmm. had no action. Um, but from the wide receiver position, man, it, it was just so much fun to watch these guys work tonight. You didn't need Dawson Knox. There was you didn't need no. it. Gabe Davis was shaken when he had to. Diggs was open pretty much the whole night. Um, you know, Crowder worked underneath pretty well. Uh, McKenzie did what was asked of him. Like, what else did you need? You didn't, you didn't need much else. <laughs> I'm going to bring up a funny comment and it's, it's more than 20 years old, Paul. So don't, don't, don't kill me on it. It's a pretty funny comment from Bill Belichick. Um, when he was a defensive coordinator in the NFC lease, uh, they used to play the, obviously he's played the Eagles and Randall Cunningham. And they okay. used to say that Randall Cunningham was so explosive that when he used to break the pocket, he could hit anywhere on the field with his arm. His arm was ridiculous mm-hmm. too. So they did. They <laughs> the Giants players when he broke the pocket, they had a thing that they used to say, "GTFB, get the back." <laughs> that might have to be adopted by a lot of these defenses that face Allen because he is still looking down. It's not just yeah. hey, Allen broke the pocket; he's going to take off and run for the first down. You have to get back now because this guy can literally, and it's no surprise to anybody, he literally can hit any point on the field. Yeah. And um, the Rams were not very conscious of that tonight. I mean, mm-hmm. He broke the pocket a few times, and he was still looking to throw, mm-hmm. which is the maturation that you want to see out of your quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times he would break the pocket, and he's gone. He'd start running. Yeah. he slide, or he'd put his head down, put his shoulder down, whatever. Now he's, he's still looking downfield, looking to make mm-hmm. plays, and it's – He's going to be even more dangerous than he was last year. Right. So how do you – you're a defensive coordinator, Paul. How do you defend Josh Allen in this offense? Let's just, let's take that, let's take that approach. Let's say – let's and hashtag nation, take that approach. Just kind of think to yourself, if you have to play the Buffalo Bills, how are you going to defend this team? You know what? You, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but – I think you do what Buffalo tried to do and you just 
basically give Buffalo every opportunity to run the football and say, we bet you won't run it 25 times. We, we bet you're not going to run the ball 30 <laughs> times to beat us, right? We're going to rush three. We're going to leave everyone just sitting there. Everybody's going to be back. And we just dare you to run the football, right? The, the easiest way to beat Josh Allen is to get the ball out of his hands as quickly as you can. And that is getting it to the running backs, right? That you make Josh Allen and you try to make Josh Allen a non-fact. You, you just let Buffalo run the ball as, as much as possible because when he's got the football in his hands, I, he's one of the top two playmakers in the NFL at any position, you know, like it's just, it's dangerous when when he gets in the red zone inside the 15, I don't expect anything bad to happen. I'm like, he'll figure it out. He'll just run around Mm -hmm. and eventually run in for a touchdown. Like I'm not even, I'm not even concerned. I was like, Oh, okay. Play's breaking down. That's fine. That's okay. There he goes. Yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, five years ago, we would have admonished the quarterback for Absolutely. doing that. Like, yeah. would you, <sighs> you know, I love the comments that are coming. Navi comes in and says, give him bad direction. So he shows up late. <laughs> Davis Bryant comes in and says, rush two, drop nine. <laughs> uh, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think teams are going to, what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to concede the run to the Buffalo Bills. What to try to shorten do? up the game. Yeah, because you're talking about a Buffalo Bills team that turned the ball. They gave four extra possessions up to this Rams team and still dropped 31 on it. And, and only let up 10. And you only know, let, like, like only let this... up 10. All right. Um, Paul, I do want to call think... out something real yeah. quick. Hold on. Yeah. So uh, Juan Torres says, really missing this year's hashtag fantasy football league. We had a fantasy football league the last couple of years. Uh, but with the golf tournament coming up and and the start of the season being on a Thursday, it, it just made things a little awkward. We're going to do a redraft, so probably like week four, week five, uh, we'll set up a we'll set up a redraft league and we'll just draft and play out like the last twelve weeks. Um, so we'll do a yeah. redraft league. It'll make things a little bit easier. We don't we are doing a hashtag pick'em league. Uh, so Joe uh, is running the hashtag pick'em league. So thank you to Joe for calling play by play for us tonight. Love Joe. Thank you so job. much to him. Um, and, uh, you know, we have the hashtag pick them league. You can see that in the description of almost every video from the last, last week and a half. Um, if you still want to jump in on that one a little late, you're welcome to. Um, and then we'll probably do a redraft league for the, for fantasy. Just, just so that way we're all on the same page. That's, that's the current plan. Thanks Juan. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> Bro, I was going to start a Rob tonight. Good thing you didn't. I started Dawson Knox and Cam Akers in different leagues. <laughs> so that's what I thought was going to happen um i played against alan this week in one of my leagues and i'm not even mad about it no yeah, yeah, not mad about could have been worse right <laughs> it really could you probably could have threw for 400 tonight yeah if, if objectively it could have been worse um yeah. I, I love the game plan in in the fact that you know when teams you know they get a big lead and they get into the fourth quarter mm-hmm. they give away stuff right uh, they didn't give away anything like no. they were still running similar type plays that they were and trying to give other teams a truncated look at what they could expect. I mean, this is, they ran a lot of the same plays, but they ran a bunch of different looks uh, as we'd mentioned earlier, they ran a bunch of different looks out of those same plays out of different looks mm-hmm. will frustrate a lot of teams because yeah. you don't know what they're doing. It's just like the defensive side of the ball. When you talk about hide employer being able to, because the first thing a quarterback does when he comes to the line is he looks at the safeties for the coverage. If you're not disguising that well as a safety, the quarterback will pick you apart. 
Mm -hmm. Hyde and Poyer do a wonderful job of disguising coverages, especially, I mean, they, they were confusing and befuddling Stafford. He was trying to throw from all different angles. The rush was getting to mm -hmm. him. It was a bunch of different things. I, I think this is the appropriate time. Um, we're about halfway through the episode, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you hit the Patreon in the uh, description. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe button as well. Um, and make sure you check out uh, Mr. Rogers Home, a sponsor for tonight's show, in the description as well. I, I do we need to do we need to address the pay poyer crowd because a lot of things happen off the field this week with Dawson Knox and there's contracts that are going there's only so much money to go around do we address the pay poyer crowd now or do we just want to ride the high of the wind and talk about this some other time <laughs> so I think if you were paying close enough attention to the game you could see how important Hyatt and Poyer were to the game without tackling anyone, right? Because I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Perfect. Benford, right? Every snap. Yeah. <laughs> Was Jackson doing that? Every, every snap. Every snap. Elam did it. Uh Benford did it. Jackson, not so much. Um, but every snap, Elam and Benford. Never Jackson. Just, Jackson doesn't do that. <laughs> never. Dane Jackson. Currently leading the NFL in interceptions with with Poyer uh, <laughs> and 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 uh, Basham. There's there's a fun one. Yeah. Who, yeah, who's leading the NFL in interceptions? Boogie Basham. <laughs> Boogie. Hey, by the way, real quick, Boogie like Basham came in. Came in. Yeah, that's that's a great. That's, I feel like that's a tweet. Congratulations to Boogie Basham for leading the NFL in interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's an interesting point. Um, I mean, we were talking about it with, when Oliver went out. I'll let you get back to your point. But mm -hmm. Boogie Basham comes in, plays defensive tackle for a couple of rotations. Yeah, I yeah. love the versatility that the kids got. I mean, I know he lost some weight coming into camp, but mm -hmm. still had enough, <laughs> I guess, in the trailer hitch to play defensive tackle for a few snaps. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And I think I, you know, if you're you were up by twenty one at the time, you know, like I. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, when he got hurt, that's when it happened. He came in for a couple snaps. When he got oh, hurt, because he, he, he did that he, pick from he did that pick from the defensive tackle position. Did he? Yeah. Was he it? Oh, okay. All right. Um, no, but like well, like, like we were talking about before with the pay poyer crowd. I like listen, I, you know, I don't want to be a downer. Like I and I always seem like I am after I say that. In the NFL, it's it's not like any other job or profession. Like if you do well at your job and your profession, you get a promotion because they know what you're about to do and you have the experience to continue to do that. Mm -hmm. Poyer and, and, and NFL in general, they pay you for what you're going to do, not what you did. Unfortunately, that's how the NFL works. He's 31. He's not going to be the same player that he was for the past four years. I'm sorry right. to say that. He's right. not going to be a guy that gets 100 tackles for you when he's 33 years old. He's not going to be a guy that's going to get six interceptions for you when he's 33 years old. So that being said, move Boogie to the slot. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't want to anger Hashtag Nation of the Bills Mafia by saying that, but that's the reality of the situation when it comes yeah. to these players in the NFL. Yeah. And I, I, you're grooming Hamlin and, and, and Johnson back there for a reason. You know what I mean? Well, I, I look at it this way, right? Every team needs one. Buffalo has two. Exactly. It, but that doesn't last forever, no. right? 
The fact um, that they kept it together this long is amazing. It really is. Like I, I, I think that's something that in Buffalo we just have kind of uh, accepted the fact that uh, you know this team is just going to be together forever, like a Rick Astley song. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Almighty Rick Astley. Um, but the the fact of the matter is, you know, like they've done they've done a phenomenal job of identifying uh, young players early. And then Ooh. being able to keep those players together. Hyde and Poyer were not coveted players. No, but I got to address this real quick. I got to yeah. address this real quick from Donnie. He said, Vaughn is 33. Um, for the past four seasons, Poyer has played close to 100% of the snaps at safety. Yeah, He's not banging in the trenches. I know that. Right. Vaughn, I would guess conservatively, probably played about 52%, 51% of the snaps at defensive end. And you know, and let's not say, forget uh, Von Miller. Up. Von Miller, twenty-four months ago, was talked about as, oh, isn't it a shame that he's going to end his career with Denver? <laughs> he was mercy <laughs> traded to the Rams. Mercy traded. Mer- yep. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they didn't think he just, had enough in the tank. Right. That's you know what he'll be a good rotational player. You know, good. Good for Von Miller. We actually might have an episode of us being like, you know, good for Von Miller getting mercy traded to the Rams. You know, give him, give the old man a shot. <laughs> Here he is. Is that Just accurate, Spin? Lays waste. Lays waste to that team. But the truth of the matter is, right, shouldn't have, if there's any team in the NFL that Von Miller should beat up, shouldn't it be the Rams? Right? <laughs> shouldn't it be them? It doesn't... <laughs> He's familiar with this entire team, right? Oh, yeah. If there's any team he should perform the best against, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What up, B-Lightning? For his career, he's in the 80s. Von Miller's in the – for his career, obviously, yeah. Yeah, I don't – well, remember the contract they gave Miller. Listed, they can they can get out of it. Believe remember, me. in in uh, in Denver, he wasn't a defensive end. He was in he was an outside linebacker. Well, yeah, he's a Russian. Though. In theory, know, in right? Theory. <laughs> yeah, in theory. Um, but listen, if I have to walk into every single game this season with this lineup, I'm I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> right. I. I had questions about the offensive line. It looked like a rough start. They got things going as the game went on. The offense was balanced the entire time. Uh, Allen had enough time to throw. Um, Really didn't see Allen uncork any deep balls that he was clearly real comfortable with, right? The deep ball to Davis, the deep ball to Diggs. Um, They weren't, they, I mean, they were completions, but they were uncomfortable throws. Right. Um, Like the one to Davis specifically, I don't even know if Allen stepped. I got to be honest with you. He threw the ball 45 yards in the air. I don't know if he took a step. Um, So few of us, Paul, can do that in this life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Guys, I played catch with Mario. He throws the heaviest ball I've ever caught in my life. The furthest, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. True story. Let's the confession time. Mario and I were on the field at, uh, at Highmark Stadium. From from the from the logo, he throws a ball into the end zone. I one hundred percent dropped it, one hundred percent, just dropped it. And I don't think you guys understand. I have gigantic hands. I have no reason to drop anything ever. No, no. I can. I'm, I'm the guy. I am the guy that could that can make one trip from the car after grocery shopping and put you know multiple bags on. I look like Edward Scissorhands. I shouldn't be dropping a thing. 100% let my boy down. Drop that ball right in the end zone. 
this is awesome. Just saying, it it happened. It's I'm just fact. saying, I I launched that thing from the logo. It got maybe 12 feet off the ground. <laughs> crazy. No, I'm just kidding. Paul Paul catches everything, y'all. Um, and, and we got. Uh, I know that's Ray. Ray's in here. He's he's trolling. Uh, guys, if, if you guys haven't seen me, I'm actually on another podcast uh, on Wednesday nights at seven o'clock called the Who's Got Next podcast. It's it's Seinfeld. It's a show about nothing and it's about everything. So basically, current events, football, d- different discussions. It's a really fun time. You guys want to check that out? Um, he's just trolling us because he's a Patriots fan. And I, Nineteen and one. Well, listen. If he means that the Bills are going to lose the Super Bowl, well, at least we beat the Pats twice in that run, <laughs> right? Matthew Stafford is the Little Caesars of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet that right now, please. I there we go. Uh, all right. Hey, th- hey, Sean, what's going on? Sean, hey. our sponsor for the post-game show tonight. Thank you, Sean. Uh, yeah, go Bills. Man, it's it's tough not to be excited after a game like tonight. So if you're walking into next week, your Monday night against the Titans, yeah. of course, you've just played the hashtag sports golf tournament the night before uh, at Diamond Hawk. Registration is in, uh, in the description of uh, half our videos right now. So uh, after you've done the tournament and walked away with a amazing Jersey like this, or perhaps Shane Falco or Josh Allen or, or Greg Rousseau, or walked away with a Jersey or one of the Al many Bundy. Al Bundy. That's true. We do have a pole guy Jersey we that do. will be given away at the tournament. Yep. Yep. Definitely got one of those. Uh, say we got to save some surprises though. Um, yes. so, uh, you know, we got all that. Um, so you're walking into Monday night. Is this the same type of defense that you can run against the Tennessee Titans? Or no. are we looking at having to reinvent the wheel? I was literally – this is how long Paul and I have worked together. I was literally about to ask him, when he come, is, is the Achilles heel of this defense going to be a very run-heavy, run-first team? Hey, where there they, we where go. They have a stud back. Um, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like in years past where we always know that the past defense of the Buffalo Bills has been very stout. I mean, hide and pull your back there. You have a, once again, we want to remind everybody, you had Teron Johnson, who was not a high-round pick, Benford and Jackson, who were not high-round picks, who ended up holding this, this team to 10 points. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think that they solidify the center of that um defensive front so that you can let the athleticism of Milano and Edmonds play out for you in those games where you're going to have running guys like their, their sole, their sole uh, objective for the defensive tackles in that game specifically is going to be to eat bodies and eat as many bodies as you can. Listen, mm-hmm. we need, we need Milano and Edmonds to both have 10 tackles a piece. If that happens, you did your job. So when they play those run heavy teams, talking about Tennessee with, you know, coming in with King Henry, um, other than last year, they've been able to kind of hold him in check, but there's always been really close games because of the other side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Now it's 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 one of those things where this year I'm worried about the other side of the ball. Even though the Buffalo Bills put up 31 points, um, it's it's always interesting to see when he plays Tennessee. They're not very high scoring games. In in the years that he's played Tennessee, they're not high scoring. They're always mm-hmm. very close barn burners. So uh, I'm interested to see. The, the how that would unfold but i think you have enough beef up front to solidify if a team wants to say hey we can't throw on them let's just try to run them over like they we have in years past and they're going to run into a wall right 
Yeah. So real quick to kind of tie some of this uh, together, right? Matt Stafford was sacked seven times tonight. Uh, Matt Stafford was sacked at most five times last year. And that was in uh, that was in a week nine loss to Tennessee. Right. So Tennessee is certainly a team that can get after the quarterback uh, from a defensive side of the football. I really I'm not super worried about that, you know, with Josh. But um, when you look at what this team might have a weakness at, right, is if you're just running four down linemen, uh, you're not big enough that the linebacker position right? Because you're, we only run two linebackers. You're not really big enough at the linebacker position to run nickel against, against Derrick Henry the whole game, right? Because his offense is going to go through Derrick Henry. They traded away AJ Brown. So you got one less target there. Uh, Julio Jones is obviously gone. So like it, you got problems with that yes. offense. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to run through Derrick Henry. And uh, you know, it would be fun to see a three linebacker set, because I'll be honest with you, you're going to need it. Uh, I really? think. It, oh, okay. I think you're going to need a three linebacker. You don't think, you don't think Teron plays a lot in that game? Is what you're saying? I don't see a reason why you'd want to play Teron a lot in that game. See, that's the thing where I disagree. He plays like a linebacker when he's in the slot. He's given up 65 pounds to Derrick Henry. It's uh, well aware. Well yeah. aware. Yeah, I mean. It, it, but he's not there. He's not there to tackle Henry. He's there to occupy the receiver and try to cut through the receiver while Milano or Edmonds do it. Mm-hmm. Which is let's just make let's put it on the table. Nobody tackles Henry. Let's just right. let's just freaking right. But so I don't I don't think you have any horses in the stable to do that other than Edmonds as far as from a physicality standpoint. Right. Yeah. But um Anybody you put up against, yeah, Josh Norman remembers Henry. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, it, Nathan brings up a great point. Um, you know, it, the truth of the matter is, wow, no that Oliver, and I got four DTs. Right now, you've got some big guys that could cycle Ooh. in, like Shaq Lawson can play defensive tackle if you need him to. He was <laughs> inactive tonight. Uh, Boogie Basham can play defensive tackle. He did a little <laughs> bit tonight. You know, maybe that was one of the reasons why you did that. You know, it's an embarrassment of riches, Paul. This team yeah. is an embarrassment of riches. I mean, everyone was so talking sad. about the guys that got cut. I didn't hear one name of the guys that got cut and put on the practice squad. Now, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Boogie can play. Uh, Boogie can play well. <laughs> now, I would put Boogie at defensive tackle in 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 specific situations. Like if it's if you know it's a passing down. I'm comfortable with putting Boogie at defensive tackle. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. You, have, you have Shaq Lawson in the holster. I mean, that's he could play defensive tackle. He's big yep. enough to do that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, you got Settle and Jones, and, and with Oliver not being in there, obviously, Oliver is a big piece in there. Uh, Oliver's one play when he had the guard on one arm and he tackled the running back with the other. I was like, <laughs> I was, I, I really had, I was, I was glued. To Twitter because I thought someone was going to make an Aaron Donald comparison when mm-hmm. he did that, and I was nobody did, so I was kind of happy about it. So, um, but that all being said, um, this team and not I'm not being a prisoner of the moment. This team looks like the most complete Bills team in the ten years that we've been covering them. That I've ever yeah, seen. yeah, it's it's pretty clear that it doesn't get much better than this, right? Like I I don't know if I. I mean, I could rack. I could sit here and rack my brain, the the whole, the whole game. Uh, I don't. I don't know of a team that can beat them. 
with what we saw tonight. There's just too many weapons. Yeah, yeah you, you know, play tonight. Like, and... Too many weapons. You know, and yeah. like Tyler Bass had, you know, Tyler Bass scored seven points tonight, right? Yeah. You can kick it yeah. from anywhere. Um, you know, dude, you saw no punting appearances, which is, you know, like you're going to see like, that really? a lot. <laughs> I'm just saying there's yeah. no, no punting appearances tonight, right? Because your punter is on this team to help your field goal kicker score points. That's what they think. You know, like it's your, your punter is there to help Tyler Bass score points for you. That's, that's his job. And occasionally kick it when you have a three and out, you know, and, and that was another thing. Last year, we would see where Buffalo get in a groove, get in a groove, get in a groove. And then all of a sudden they'd have, you know, three possessions back to back where there are three and outs. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. No, didn't happen no, tonight. It didn't happen. They were right? fluent. They were able to move the ball. Yep. They didn't get behind schedule, which is what I think one of those things where when they flash that graphic of the third downs, Buffalo Bills were nine of 10 on third down. Mm-hmm. Uh, three for three when it was seven or more. Right. So you're you're talking about seven times they had less than six yards or less to go. I mean, when I, when we talk about that, I just let, let you guys know real quick. We talk about behind schedule. Um, you want to try to get three to four yards realistically every play that you have, so that you're in a third and short, third and four, maybe third and three, the stuff like that. Behind schedules when you get more than like eight or nine yards, because there's not very many, very many plays in the playbook that will design that, especially with defenses that are playing against you, knowing that. So the Buffalo Bills quite a bit, quite a few times tonight were not behind schedule when it came to third down, if they yeah. even got the third down. Well, that was exactly so, it, right? That's yeah. that's exactly the point that I was going to bring up. The Bills' third down efficiency was 9 of 10 tonight. Like, that's that's otherworldly, right? And yeah. I guess the thing that gets me most is there was only one drive the whole night where Buffalo uh, did not get a first down. There was only one drive. The whole game, Buffalo didn't get a first down, and it was, was the interception. The, it was the James Cook fumble. Oh, okay. right, two two plays, yeah. and that was the only that was the only drive where they didn't get a first down. Yeah, uh, the, there was the only, turnovers aren't a concern for me though. I mean, I, oh, I agree. I mean, they had two they had two drives that were killed by fumbles. Right, the first one was the Cook where they only had two plays, no first down. The next yeah. one was the um, uh, next one was the Moss fumble, but Josh. Yeah. Josh scrambled for a 13 yard game the first play. So they'd gotten a first down on that drive. Like yeah. successful, prolific teams put pressure with first downs. That's it. You mm-hmm. just keep getting first downs over and over and over again. And I never felt like Buffalo pressed. They were never out of control of this game. And oh my goodness, was it was it fun to watch? Oh yeah. I mean, and when I when I think about the turnovers, it's just kind of reminding everybody you had the James Cook one, as Paul mentioned, you had the Moss one as well. Um, I think they were up 17 to 10 at that point when Moss did fumble. Um, and then you look at the two Allen interceptions. Obviously, one wasn't his fault. It just ricocheted off of uh, Isaiah McKenzie. And then you had the one where it, it was, that's the one where I th- it might have been forced just a little bit. Like, I think if he stepped into it a little bit more, it's mm-hmm. completed to Crowder. But I think other than that, you had four turnovers. Yes. Am I concerned mm-hmm. about the turnovers being a problem? No, I am not at all. Right. Uh, what did Beantown say? 
Hey, wishing us good luck. He did give us the middle finger, but hey, we appreciate the super chat. All super chats tonight are getting donated to the Williams Syndrome Foundation, who is uh, the charity that we're working with for our golf tournament uh, September 18th at Diamond Hawk Golf Course. Again, registration link uh, is all over our video, so come register. Have a good time uh, with us at the hashtag not so invitational uh, four person scramble tournament. Uh, I did make a bet with a friend of mine, uh, my, my friend Leo. Uh, he and I, uh, he and I bet I, I'm just sharing this for a moment, uh, because he and I had a bet where, uh, I bet him American currency that the bills, uh, were not going to win. I, that's how convinced I was that Buffalo was not going to win. I thought it was going to be close. He goes, bills are going to win by 20. It's like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh boy. I, I, it, it, it scares me when you make Whoops. bets and, and the, that's the comments we get from the bet. <laughs> he didn't take my money. That's all I can say. <laughs> did, he take, did he take your innocence? <laughs> that's all I can say. Okay. Listen, I'm not, I'm not one. The NDA says I can't disclose any details, but. Oh my God. That's too much. All right. Ladies and gentlemen of hashtag nation. We, uh, first of all, we want to thank you for your time tonight. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out and that, that subscribe button as well. Uh, like I said, all the links for all of our socials, iTunes, Spotify, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook are all going to be in our, we have it in our link tree as well as in the description of this video. The sponsor for tonight's video, Mr. Rogers Holmes, we'd like to thank him as well. Uh, Super Bowl is in Arizona, guys. That's where he is. So uh, you might want to give Sean a call. Um, the other thing that we want to know is, like, like Paul said, the hashtag golf tournament. We are donating to a wonderful charity this year. The, the Sunday before the home opener. But, Paul, we are at the two-minute warning of our show, and the yes, Buffalo sir. Bills won, so you know what that means. Uh, we're doing this you can, again, huh? You can you can only find it here at Hashtag Sports, Hashtag Nation. I will set the clock for the two-minute warning. You guys, uh, if for those of you that are new, you're allowed to roast us for two straight minutes. Either our takes, our outfits, anything that you want underneath the sun, please be mindful this is a family show. You may roast us for two minutes. So when Paul, Paul he hated <laughs> Paul chug a strawberry Fanta on the live stream. So do you want to do you want to put the ones on the screen? Do you want to put them on the screen? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You put them up, and I'll just I'll I'll, I'll mind the clock. All right, two minutes. Hashtag Nation starting now. Go ahead. All right. There we go. Paul, chug a strawberry Fanta on the live stream as your punishment. The downside is that there's a very good chance that that could be residing in my house currently. Uh, it is actually Grape Crush. That is uh, that is the fruity beverage of choice right now. Uh, that's the fruity Can't roast the drip. <laughs> All right. Mario looks like if Dustin Johnson and John Ryan had a baby. Isn't that, isn't that the weird guy who played uh, that was in Bohemian Rhapsody in Prison Break? Yes, yeah, it's the weird guy with the weird teeth. This guy with the weird teeth. Yeah, that's right. Rod Smart. It is a Rod Smart jersey. Thank you so much yeah, for knowing that, Garn. I appreciate yeah, that. Thank that's you. 100%. That's I, I, getting a Carolina Panthers Rod Smart jersey was always a dream of mine. Uh, that's it. Can't roast the drip. Oh my God, Evan Anderson. <laughs> That's great. Why do you sound like Aquaman's little brother? <laughs> oh my God, that is so great. I did my roaster ball, but I was on mute. <laughs> 
I'm not going to say that I haven't done live streams where I was just muted for the first half of it until somebody told me. Hey, Paul, we can't hear you. Yeah, right. Hey, bargain Aaron Rodgers, bring Mario back. Paul, do you have your phone with you? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody said that when we were we were covering the um, the the former punter of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And someone someone said something about it's like if John John Wick and Aaron Rodgers had a baby. Yeah. Yeah, that makes Wearing sense. Wearing a sack of lunch t-shirt to pay tribute to the Bills D-line. That's right. Manchurian, baby. <laughs> I lived yeah. off of ramen. Are you kidding? I mean, I don't know what college student doesn't, right? No. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, just asking here. Did the Bills even face a fourth down? The answer to that, no. No fourth down attempts for Buffalo. No, not a no. single one. Which is good because you didn't put any of that on tape, which is mm-hmm. pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, Paul, uh, I will say that uh, this game was a pleasant surprise. I actually thought the Buffalo Bills were not going to be victorious against the Super Bowl champions. Um, you know what? The last game that I watched was the Super Bowl. And I watch, once again, The Rock come out and announce before an L.A. Rams game. However, much different outcome. The Buffalo Bills defeating the Los Angeles Rams 31 to 10. A lot of things to build on. A lot of things to be happy about. Hashtag nation. Bills victory Friday is sometimes a lot better than Bills victory Monday. It is Friday. It is late. We hope that if you're listening to this on the playback, you guys go and visit the visit the Patreon. You visit the links. You visit um, the charity for Williams Syndrome. All Super Chats tonight, we're going to the uh, Williams Syndrome, our charity for this year, as well as the, all the proceeds from the golf tournament. Paul, I can't thank you enough for putting up with my chaos tonight. I got to I gotta get the court jester a, uh, a, a uh, tip of the hat here. You're wearing Jalen Ramsey's lunch cooked. <laughs> that's phenomenal that's phenomenal so hashtag nation you guys are always so great to us hit that like button on the way out tim biakabatooth yeah tim, i would love to get one of those that'd be great for paul i am mario this is hashtag sports you guys are the best we're out of here good night guys